Uh, so the country's independent election commission has just finalized what they believe to be a successful last voter registration weekend before the country will go to uh, polls in the general elections later this year. Despite millions of names added on the registration list as first-time voters, there is serious concern about disinformation or fake news in the run-up to the election. Joining us uh, to discuss this, we have political analyst Sandile Swana and Nonshado Lubisi Inkusinkulu, Communications Manager at Media Monitoring Africa. Sandile, very good morning to you. Welcome. Uh, good morning, Suleiman, and good good morning to your listeners. And Namshado, a very good morning to you. Welcome. Thank you for having me, and good morning to your listeners. Sandile, your thoughts on, on voter registration this time around, leading into this uh, general election? Um, you know, the, 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 I, I worked out the net effect of the the voter registration from 2019 to date. In 2019, so the, the, the net amount by which the new voters or the voters' role has increased is 400,000 in total. Mm-hmm. And we might be left with, I don't know, 10, 15 days to register. Number two, so which, which means to me that uh, the voter apathy is still a problem. The voter apathy is also underlined by the fact that the 2019 election, uh, only 49% of the, the voters actually voted. So the, 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 the Ramaphosa government uh, won an election uh, with a, a vote that was taken from a, a minority of the voters. Uh, you know, questions of legitimacy are now kicking in. The last thing I want to say about that is that even as you read the latest reports, some writers are still saying 14 million young voters are not yet registered. So participation in voting in South Africa is under extraordinary pressure. The DA and the ANC have killed voting in South Africa. So, Nomshado... At Media Monitoring Africa, what what are, what are you picking up in terms of uh, disinformation and, and fake news? We see there's already been some controversy in recent days about remarks made by politicians. So I think one of the biggest things that we can definitely expect is myth and disinformation being a threat. I think we've seen this um, since 2019 where Media Monitoring Africa um, launched a platform called Wolf on One together with the IEC. And this has allowed us really to kind of understand in terms of trends and in terms of also understanding around what is exactly missing this information. And I think the biggest danger here is that sitting right now within South Africa, we have a huge issue of the lack of digital and media literacy. So meaning that people can't really identify credible information to actually false narratives that were created to cause harm, which is a big danger, particularly around these elections, with the changes around the Electoral Act, and also with the introduction of new elements such as, the, you know, the independent candidates, etc. And given the mere effect of the nature of social media and how everybody is just exposed to so much information, I think it's quite crucial that we ensure that by the leader, pre-elections, Pre-banking is very important and debanking as 
So, Sandili, we see that uh, Jacob Zuma has made certain remarks about uh, the IEC and the IEC being captured or his MK party. Uh, John Stianazen has been criticized very heavily for suggesting that uh, people were registering to vote for the DA. Ramaphosa also caught uh, up in, in, in controversy around some of his remarks. Do you classify this as disinformation, as, as fake news? Is this similar to what, what was seen in America not too, too long ago from Trump supporters? Yeah, I, I think there are there are levels that we must look at in this in this matter. Um, there is a level of extravagant claims that politicians make. You know, uh, you still have politician, a politician, any politician goes into a a district, a region, or a province even, and say we're going to win an outright majority when we know that. Unavailable statistics, there's not a single party that is going to win an, an outright majority anywhere. Mm. But that, that type of insight is available to people who are always working in the, on the subject, like you and I, who are always out there in the field checking these things. But a, a politician, as part of the marketing, they make extravagant things. Then you have a more serious uh, leak of, of malign uh, uh, information the one that happens in the U.S. between Russia and, and so on and many other interest groups um, whereby uh, large institutions present certain information to mislead certain nations, to mislead sometimes the whole nation. So there is that industry there. Russia has got a high capability for that. Uh, uh, the U.S. has got a high capability for that. And you'll remember that Trump and the Russians, depending who you want to believe, in 2016 actually used those types of techniques to cause as much confusion around Hillary Clinton as possible and perhaps sway the election in, 20, in 2016. Ramaphosa has come up with his own version of this. And, 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 and there is a part of it that and could need consideration, and I have considered it, Hmm. Where he said that because of the success of the, the 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 genocide case against Israel, uh, South Africa and the ANC uh, might come attack, and there might be regime change schemes. The difficulty with that statement is twofold. One is that the ANC, regardless of which statistics you study, if you actually study statistics relative to elections in South Africa on its own was on a path of regime change, in other words, of losing power. Whether at a provincial level or at a national level or in the metros, that pattern has been there long before they lost the case against Israel. They are losing votes. Uh, the other one is, have you looked at the security systems of the election commission, the, election, the IEC, and when you look at those systems and those securities, also the warnings that have gone out, it is most unlikely that anybody is going to be cheated in this election. Those who lose are most likely to lose fair and square. Mm -hmm. So, Nomshado, how, how does the ordinary average voter make a distinction between outright disinformation and fake news and el elections, electioneering, you know? Uh, politicians are bound to exaggerate somewhat, to embellish uh, to try and, and create hype around their brand. Big talk, as, as we would say in, in layman's terms. 
I think, you know, looking at um, the mere fact that we've moved away also from the traditional way of campaigning, uh, your door-to-door is still there, you know, your banners, your posters, but we now seeing political parties obviously create um, social media assets, whether it's graphics or videos, etc., which also is content that can actually be manipulated as well to say completely um, something different to the original messaging that was created on. And I think this also brings about the responsibility that politicians have themselves, or political parties rather, when it comes to ensuring that they're also assisting when it comes to mitigating the issue of mis- and disinformation. But the biggest thing I can give, you know, to um, South Africans is, number one, don't ever take everything at face value before liking, sharing and commenting. Verify, confirm the source. And, you know, compare it to what other sources are saying. I think of MMA, the biggest thing will always drive people to is look at media. What is media saying about this? How did they report about these issues? You know, verify across all platforms and start really interrogating the sources that are also, you know, creating these narratives or sharing um, these narratives. And sometimes, and I mean, it can be a fellow mom or relative or friend sharing something out of a good intention. And that's where the distinction between disinformation and misinformation comes in. And a lot of people don't realize this, that it starts with disinformation, the deliberate, the intention nature of it. But how it thrives is through, it's through the impact of misinformation. So the sharing of not even understanding the narrative or not even confirming the narrative. So I think the way we really approach information during this period is quite key, particularly because it also plays within a vulnerable environment. I mean, it, it, it looks at confusion, anxiety, fear, uncertainty as well, looking at our economical you know, standing currently right now societal needs it plays on that as well and it always has you know 10 percent 15 percent of truth and then the rest building on that narrative is false narratives with a particular bad agenda or a harmful agenda rather so i think looking at how you know we can expect you know the manifestos really coming about heavy with the promises etc but i think quite key is to ensure that we're not allowing you know, this um, big set to actually start targeting our institutions. And we all know in terms of vulnerable institutions, what can you expect, right? And I think it's all about protecting the integrity of this process. So finally, Sandile, when are we likely to get uh, an announcement from the president on the election date and when is it likely to be? Um, I thought that uh, he could say something uh, uh, at the State of the Nation address or during February. And, and part of the reason why I'm saying that is that on paper, the election should be in May. But there's a concession that it could be 90 days after that. So uh, with all the election registration that has taken place, it's unlikely that there's more dramatic uh, change of registration of voters that's going to happen. So I would suspect that before the end of February, we will know the date of the election. All right, Sandile and Omshado, we thank you both for your time this morning. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. God bless. That was uh, political analyst Sandile Swana and communications manager at Media Monitoring Africa, Nomshado Lubisi in Kosinkulu, talking to us about fake news and misinformation in the lead up to the uh, elections.